If a woman tells you no at any point, it puts you in an awkward situation. Depending on why she said no in the first place, it could be the equivalent to a plane getting shot out of the sky. But you might be surprised that when a girl says no, many times that can be turned into a yes. You might not have warmed her up sufficiently. I'm afraid to get married, man. Why would, why wouldn't, as, why man wouldn't be afraid to get married at this point? You know, look at Kobe, look at the shit he's going through right now. Alright? Guy's getting a divorce, his wife's gonna get 70 million bucks. Never hit a layup in her life. That was certainly what I was hoping, was to avoid having to get on an airplane, but I eventually was able to get up the gumption with the help of some friends and get on the plane. In fact, you fly fairly frequently for your hobbies and your, you've had to fly for your work, is that true? Correct. I also saw on your CV that you list the following interests of surf travel, and you, in parentheses, put Hawaii, Costa Rica, South Pacific Islands, and French Polynesia. Have you been all to those places? Correct. By airplane? Yeah. Hi, welcome to Last on Earth. My name is Rex Gerger. It's always a friend from Matt Ralston. Matt needs to leave shortly to line up for tonight's premiere of A Star is Born. The movie has everything Matt loves, romance, power ballads, and of course, Bradley Cooper, topless with greasy hair. Matt will be sitting in row P at the theater. Might I suggest you ask for Q or further back? Uh, you're not going to see that movie, are you? Have you seen any uh, of the incarnations of A Star Is Born movie? There were two of them. There was no, I didn't. I didn't actually know until recently that it had been a movie. So there was the one with Cher. No, uh, I, there was the one. The first one was with Judy Garland, like back in the 40s or 50s. Oh. And then the second remake was with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson in the 70s. And then uh, the new one's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And uh, apparently uh, Lady, Ga Lady Gaga will be up for an Oscar for her performance, which, by the way, I don't doubt she's a really talented You've actress. You've already established that before the yes. movie came yes. out. Yes, yes, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it got a huge Rotten Tomato score. Apparently she's amazing in it, and it's, it's well done. It's, like, it's not like a, an epic movie, but it's very well done. She goes through the full range of emotions. She gets to cry. She gets to sing. She gets to do all that stuff. And, 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 she's pr and apparently everyone says she's really great in it. So, you know, it's it's a everyone says I mean, well, the can, all the can critics. We, can't we watch the movie and decide? No, you already said you're not going to watch the movie. So you're going to have to rely on the critics. I might watch it. I, I saw that the trailer was on during uh, they've been running the trailer really aggressively. Yes. So I heard the song and and I was like, oh, they got Springsteen to do the the uh, song. And then someone was like, no, that's Bradley Cooper. Yes. Because it, it sounded sings, like it was too. the Springsteen. Like, she'll let you in yes. her heart. <laughs> He will be up for the uh, Golden Shield Golden Shield Globe. Shield. Don't forget Golden Globes, by the way, separate the musical category, musical comedy categories out from drama. So he'll be up from uh, he'll be up for a Golden Globe for that. I can see this being good or real terrible. <coughs> I I don't think it's anywhere in between. I think it's good. I think it's going to be a very good. I just don't think I have any reason to watch it. I don't know what that I'm the right demographic for what this What is film. the premise? I, I understand that they're musicians. It, it's, about, it's about a girl. It's really all I got. It's a, it's a classic Hollywood tale of like a struggling uh, woman to make it in the music business. She's she sucks the guy's dick? She's given up. No, no, it's not that classic. Oh. It's not the real story. It's a classic story. The classic Hollywood story. Uh, she's given up. She's discovered, of course, by a, 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 a more talented veteran music guy who, of course, is plagued by his own demons and probably drugs and alcohol. And he helps her become a star, but in the mean, and they fall in love. But in why the is he helping her? I don't know. Because she's talented, and he wants to have sex with her. 
Uh, <laughs> do they have sex? Uh, yeah, they do. Oh, okay. And uh, but of course, as she's rising, he's falling because he's he's all messed up personally, and so he has all his demons. So, you know, it's it's a, a bittersweet love oh. story. I was wondering why the makeup department made him look so fucking greasy. Yeah, it's very no greasy. Very greasy. So I guess that explains the drugs. The it, greasiness it, is related to the drugs. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, drug. <laughs> I think it's set in modern time, like modern day t- in, in 2018. I'm not positive. But apparently they said they did it. It's the third incarnation of this film. And uh, that story has been done a million times as well. But they say it's it's well done. I just don't know that I in particular would be the demographic for any of it. Uh, since I'm not a Lady Gaga fan, I don't find Bradley Cooper sexy. <laughs> I don't like that kind of music. You'll wa- your wife will want I don't it. like You'll go with your wife. No, she don't doesn't like mind. that. She doesn't like She's not into that kind of stuff. I mean, Lady Gaga fans, of which there are 50 million or 100 million, will drive this box office. So it's going to do very well no matter what. But I just don't know that beyond being a younger woman who loves romance movies and Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga that, you know, there's no natural, natural, you know, point of interest for me in this movie. Even if it's even if it's really good. I won't watch the screener either. I just I just can't watch movies like this. Uh, um, but you go, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, well, I haven't paid my dues. Yet, so I, I might have to borrow some of your screeners. If sure. Also, by the way, I think that... Uh, uh, so I, I, I haven't dated in a long time, but I think like, you know, you used to take girls to horror movies because it was a great way to get hook up with girls because for some reason girls love horror movies. You put your arms all over them. They put their arms Women on you. Women love murder. They love murder, scary movies. They love being frightened. Um, and it's, it's great. You know, you always want to take I was always told you want to take a girl to a horror movie on, on a date because that was the best chance of, of hooking up. Um, but romance m- movies are the exact opposite because when women see romance movies, they measure you against the male character in the romance movie. And they look at you and go like, yeah, "Why aren't totally you?" Yeah, totally unrealistic. <laughs> yes, you'll see like Jerry Maguire, which I watched the other day. Great movie, but uh, yeah, you're not as good looking. You're no. not as sensitive. No, you're, you're not as smart. No, you're not as accomplished. No, there's nothing to be gained by. Well, you're not well dressed. You no. don't wear a tie on. You a don't look like Tuesday. Bradley Cooper. You don't play guitar and just break into song. Uh, you don't. Well, this y- might be the exception. I feel like in this movie, me and Bradley Cooper, maybe. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, I don't have a, a dry goatee. No. <laughs> do you? See, do, you're looking at me. Do you see a dry goatee? No. You got to be oily. You got to be really oily for the film. <laughs> uh, this week's Last Man Earth podcast is sponsored by the text from President Trump about to hit our phones. Matt, that's happening anytime now, anytime soon now. In real time, we're going to get a text from Trump. At first, I was concerned this was an opportunity for executive branch political messaging. But then I thought, I hope he sent some Melania nudes. The, pre- the presidential. I don't even. Know. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. The presidential about. alert system. I'm praying for titties. So in about an hour from now, in real time, Matt, the president of the United States is sending a text to the entire country. They're testing. How did he get my number? Uh, he didn't get your specific number. He didn't ask for like get, get me Ralston's number. <laughs> so they set up this new uh, uh, FEMA. Set up a new uh, nas- nationwide text alert system. Oh God, they're gonna start sending propaganda. And well, what I'm thinking is like late at night, he might just send Melania nudes by accident. And we'll get some. We'll get some. Titty, titty We've already seen her nudes. That's a good point. What's left? What's left to see? Uh, no. So they're gonna. Uh, I think in about 30 minutes from now, your phone's gonna beep with the uh, text message from the president. This is exciting. I'm kind of excited. Can I block it? <laughs> no, you can't. And you can't block it. What? Can I respond? Fuck you. Uh, you probably cannot do that either. <laughs> if you text me again, I'll kill you. No, you can't do that either. It goes through the it goes through the, your phone operator. So that your 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 telecommunications company. You can't stop it. Do you ever, can you stop your like phone company messages to yourself? They send you. Don't they send I, you shit? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can stop that. Like your AT and T message. You can't stop that. <laughs> I was driving in Vegas 
or you know, th- through that area on the way to Vegas. And I got one that said flash floods, like yeah. that that nasty, like that emergency. The beeps, like yeah. Beeping, like it makes <coughs> the phone, it makes the sound of your phone you can't make yourself. It freaked me out, so I went to Del Taco through the drive-through. Yeah, naturally, it does do it in time <laughs> of natural disaster. And uh, where is that? Uh, not uh, in like Henderson. Uh, I don't know, somewhere, some fucking shithole. And I just asked the lady, like, "What am I supposed to do?" Yes, because it says like. Uh, flooding yes. and i'm like do i do i need to like drive higher yeah and they're like do you do you want to order something yeah they don't, <laughs> don't nobody know. knows what to do with those i get the am- <laughs> do you get the amber alerts yeah like some uncle steals the baby and like they tell you there's a blue dodge whatever and like with lights play so-and-so yeah and i'm like w- what do i do now like it's like first of all it's 180 miles away should i get on top of my roof with like binoculars and, and search for this person yeah like, i look at the car in front of me and by the way what are the odds he's on the 405? Yes. Like zero? Like w- wouldn't you take Sepulveda if you just... That, I don't really understand. The police have their have the license plate in this person. So like what, am I going to find him? Like, And then what do I do? Do I do a citizen's arrest? Pull him over? Bump him off the road with my car? Say give me back your your, your daughter? And uh, Your custody fight's not going well. I'm sorry, but give me back your daughter. Give me back your daughter. Yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. And when you try and catch a plate... By the way, it's in theory. Everyone's like, do you get the plate? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no nobody gets it because it's really fucking difficult. Yes. Like cops in the movies always get the plates. And I think maybe they're trained in that. But I can never remember the first night. No- I never remember the first time. You can barely see it. And they've actually done. I've done seen studies where they test people on that. And everyone gets the number wrong. <laughs> uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last matter. Thanks to all our new patrons. Get on the ship before it disappears. Now, maybe maybe Trump will sign up with his alert system. How much would you think it would cost for a promo, like a nationwide promo? <laughs> like, uh, just testing the FEMA system, by the way. Go check out uh, patreon.com forward slash last man earth for a, for a great show today. I mean, he's going to do something. Or he's going to promote himself some way, right? He's going to be, he's going to do something like Trump know. Casino, Trump Casino hotels like this. I'm, I'm sure if you're a foreign dictator, you get a, a serious discount. Like uh, we, Kim Jong un can probably hawk a fucking. You know, Panda Express commercial. We have uh, we have uh, about forty minutes to go on that man when it pops up. If we wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, I know you b- agree with me that no minority group in this country has suffered more than uh, like uh, privileged white women, <laughs> like. College-educated white women are really the most suffering minority group in this country, uh, while simultaneously being women who are actually a majority of the, po- of the population. So there's not, an, in my mind, there's not enough reparations we can give to women for their historical suffering. Uh, well, at least not as much as they're asking for. So uh, California, leading the charge in all these uh, idiotic laws, um, has now enacted a law that says if you have a company in California. Uh, your board has to have women on. Has to have women on. You have to place women on your board. Otherwise, pub- be, publicly traded companies. Yeah, public companies uh, who have boards. You have to have females on the board, or they will fine you. Which I sounds entirely unconstitutional. It sounds fucking bizarre. Yeah. Well, there's like I mean, so I don't know what goes into making. All right, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but you know, to get incorporated, yeah, that you know, you have to have a, a fairly substantial business. But there are four thousand of them n- nationally. 
uh, incorporated incorporated publicly traded companies. You mean? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, I mean, it's big, there's big companies. There's not very many small companies. They trade on different boards, but like all the Silicon Valley companies, you know, all the big tech companies, all this and that. I mean, it's it can affect a lot of a lot of companies. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel bad for, you know, General Motors because it's like, who gives a shit? No one's doing anything anyway. But yes. if you're like um, j- just a smaller company, like a small software company. Yeah. Like now you now you have to hire. Uh, is it two women to, to, to be the board? Based on the board, on, and then out of five or 40 percent or some shit like that. At least that. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think I know how this will work. There's gonna be there's gonna be like uh, uh, Lisa Leslie, someone from the WNBA, some famous like female celebrity like Halle Berry will be on every board. Yeah, some woman will get hired who's yes. like been you know gunning for this, and uh, so you'll be having a meeting like, well, I you know I think uh, we should scale this way, and then the woman that you had to hire will say something, yes. and then uh, everyone's gonna be like. Oh, man, we can't say what we want to say, which is why don't you shut the fuck up? You only had to be hired because uh, out of obligation and you don't know anything about what we're talking about and you don't deserve to be here. But then she'd probably sue you for for like harassment or something. So you just have to like not essentially everyone's going to roll their eyes while this fucking retard just spits (laughs) out their (laughs) stupid, unfounded opinion. Well, it's possible they might actually get competent women. But the the I think the concept is I'm I mean, I'm not saying that w- the woman isn't necessarily competent, but when anytime someone is mandated to be hired, yes, by nature they don't belong in the room. Well, you're, the first assumption is that women aren't being put on boards because there's some there's always this conspiracy that like I don't know where the men meet, like where the male conspiracy meets. Is it like the community center? Is it like at male locker rooms, like where men are meeting to conspire? Like. Dudes, let's not hire any chicks. No chicks, okay? We're not going to hire any chicks. Well, what if it's fucking John Deere? I mean, wouldn't it make sense that out of five people on the board, five of them were men just because, you know, they're the sons of farmers yeah, or whatever? Well, they, they're probably not sons of farmers, but they're, well, you know they're I mean. probably like Harvard MPAs or whatever. But, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think anyone... There's no. First of all, you have to provide evidence that people are excluding women from boards. Like, there's a female... Uh, you know, who's qualified for the board, they're going like, no, no chicks, no skirts. We don't want any skirts in the in the boardroom. Are there any boards that are all female? Five out of five are female? Uh, there are some. So do we have to put a dude on there? No, you don't have to do that. His stupid ass. There's, there's more female. There's more obviously more male CEOs and more male board members. And it's pretty ske- It's heavily skewed towards males. But that's because men have been in the workplace for thousands of years. <laughs> and women entered in earnest, let's say, 30 to 40 years ago. And so if you look at the number of like, you know, people going through professional schools, people training in business, it was always men, you know, 95 percent men. And now it's switching heavily towards women. So there's more women in law school, more women in medical school, women going through uh, you know, business schools. So in another 20 or 30 years, there'll probably be half and half or even maybe more women. Who knows? But to like suggest that there's some this is writing some conspiracy uh, like the men are trying to stop qualified women from getting access to boardrooms because why? I mean, I, I never understood that because why? Like, why would like, have you ever been in a room where men get said like, let's make sure the chicks don't get any opportunities or let's let's make sure women don't get hired or let's let's keep this all guys. Have you ever been in an experience like that before? No, but I also don't hang out in boardrooms. No, but, but even just for I, anything, I, I for any in comedy, have you, have you heard in comedy like, let's not give that chick an opportunity. Let's let's make sure it's only guys on the lineup tonight. Like, I, I mean, no, I, I mean, I've, like, I've I've uh, 
you know, played pickup basketball, and and if a woman wants to join, even though everyone knows that she's not very good, she's yes. more than welcome to play. Yeah, she covers and you. People right actually now. go out of their <laughs> way. <laughs> you elbow her to the <laughs> eye socket, and we'll go around her, then dunk, and like fucking make a muscle, make a muscle move. <laughs> I I don't, I just don't know. I that, did I mean, swat the shit out of a chick in the. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? The uh, when they make they let you go to the training camp for the the clippers oh like the uh the, 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 the older people go play the in the farm camp yeah i went to be nice yes. for my friend and yes. I, I just re- sort of out of instinct i blocked this like 12 year old girl you went carl malone on some good little girl <laughs> <older me. laughs> yeah well you were being you were very very gender e- gender equal but I, there, I mean yes i think guys you know like people are more culturally inclined to pick to select people that remind them of themselves when it's time for an opportunity that's just part of human nature. Like you're gonna like people who are like you, just naturally. So if you have ten people to choose from for some opportunity, the guy who is just like you and laughs at the same things and you know kind of sounds like you and has the same background is is subconsciously gonna appeal to you more than people who are from different backgrounds. Yeah. But there's no evidence of a, of, a, of a mass conspiracy here. Whereas, by the way, there is great evidence of mass conspiracies against many minority groups in this country historically and even t- even currently. Uh, Which happened, uh, like, I guess, so, <coughs> you know, women didn't have the right to vote, and there there has been some discrimination, but, uh, so you have Native Americans, yes, uh, genocide, we went ahead and cool with that, then relocated them, burned all their gave uh, him, gave villages him, and shit. Gave them plots of the desert, empty Yeah, empty stuck deserts. them in Oklahoma where <laughs> the fucking sun beats down on you. Black people, you know, slavery, that was a thing. Um, and, and and continuing institutional racism. Yes, yes. And mass incarceration. Yes. And uh, 40% unemployment, unemployment rates among, tw- you know, under 30, black men under 30. Little little things like that. Yeah, I mean, up until... Uh, dude, my, my buddy, uh, I should say my, my friend's friend is an older guy. He's probably f- 60 years old. He lives in Palm Springs. He showed me his lease, and his lease says you can have 12 chickens, no more, <laughs> and no Mexicans are allowed. <laughs> yes. And that wasn't that long ago. And, so, they, pro- and they probably waived the, the, the chicken rule, if you, if you asked. If yeah, you I don't kindly. think any white people were complaining about chickens no, so much. No. Um, I mean, they're, and they're and no, one's, no one's bringing any of this up, and, and obviously, you know, it's not like, well, you know, who had it worse, but... Well, no, I think one group had more than one group had it a lot worse. And we're not even talking about reparations for them. And, you know, this is like the most egregious form of affirmative action. And I'm in a minority in that I actually agree with affirmative action because I think there is discrimination. Well, I think most people agree with the principle of it. They get they get a little they get a little uh, they debate over the actual when it comes time to execute on it, how fair it is. Yeah. Like this, like putting mandate, like mandating quotas. A lot of people don't like quotas because they're like, well, yes, it does. It does solve a, a historical discrimination. But at the same time, then it just hurts innocent people for no reason. Like you're telling like current white people, like because your great, great grandparents owned slaves, that you can't have the slot. So it's I mean, there's there's a, I think there's an, argu- an honest debate to be had about, you know, who when you give a, some, when you give a, a spot to somebody else and, and take it away from somebody else because of some immutable quality 
that they weren't responsible for at all. I can see the people being upset about that. Yeah. Um, but the, but the gender thing is like it doesn't. So people, a lot of people don't know this, but so when affirmative action came about in the early '60s, it was a part of the civil rights movement. It was intended for mostly. For, it was driven mostly by black urban urban politicians and leaders and MLK and everybody uh, for for black populations. But there was also some Hispanic population at the time. But it was largely blacks unrest in the cities. And they said, yeah, this is like you know, you know part of the great decade of the '60s is we're going to right these wrongs and start affirmative action programs for work and for colleges for minority Americans. And it wasn't until about four years later uh, that women, white women. <laughs> started protesting and saying all these feminists, you know, Helen Gurley Brown, all these uh, uh, 60s radical feminists, white feminists got together and said, well, we're also a minority group and we should be part of the affirmative action program. And uh, after Kennedy was gone and Johnson was in the office, they got into him, weaseled into him and got themselves added to the affirmative action legislation four years after the fact. Hmm. It was never supposed to include white women. And since that time in 1967, every single study has shown that white women far and away have adva been advantaged by affirmative action programs more than actual minor minority groups. Like so, so when companies were forced to do hiring for minorities, they just hired white women. And when schools were forced to integrate and, and be more diverse, they just brought in more white women. So that was like their answer to, answer to diversity. And still in Hollywood, and we're in Hollywood, you see in other places, when they say like we're trying to be more diverse and integrated, Mostly, what you see are white women being hired, white women being hired and promoted, and that's sort of their answer. You never see, like I said, Asians or Hispanic or Black. Very rarely, um, which is why this legislation seems very, uh, you know, oddly, uh, you know, oddly issued that like women have to be on the on the boards, versus if you're going to force the issue, why not the actual oppressed, actual oppressed minorities? Because who's going to be on these boards? Women with pedigrees with you know strong pedigrees of business and college and education and backgrounds so it's gonna be mostly white women again but also just opportunistic like sort of weird business-minded women that are you know gunning for this kind of thing <laughs> I, I don't think it's on the radar of a normal per like oh so like is it is it i'm assuming it's all going to be in-house yeah, but it's like they're not—they're not promoting the fucking Mexican cleaning lady. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. This is at the top of the socio-economic chain, so these are going to be like women who are already doing well who will now be placed on boards. And again, there's no reason why you wouldn't place have a, a female board member. And I don't think anyone's. In fact, I assume everyone's trying to have female board members in this day and age. Yeah, if I wonder else how many works. companies this this will actually affect because I. I would assume the majority have a woman already. Uh, I don't know that the majority have, but they're certainly looking. A lot. A Nobody lot wants to have the picture of the board members all be white males anymore. It just looks. It's just ba very bad. It's very poor optics. Nobody wants that anymore. Even if, like, for some reason, they had some cabal where they all were like white supremacists. <laughs> like, yeah. they would still hire minorities. Like, like so in the old in the eighties, the uh, the investment banks, which were ninety nine point nine percent white males would have some of the summer intern programs, uh, the Wall Street banks, and they'd always make a big point about bringing all the minorities in for the summer program, and that's when they would do their annual photos. <laughs> so all their PR photos and all their stuff would be like, it would look like, wow, my God, like, you know, Smith Barney is like 80% minorities. There's like black people and Asian people and Hispanic people and women, and like the, you know, it looked like the, it looked like the DMV, you know, kind of in their office. Right, like, right. And then summer was over, they'd all go away. They never got, they never got hired for full-time jobs. I think we need, um, cause you know, we, 
I think the only feminist that we really celebrate officially is Susan B. Anthony. Uh, um, yes. As who happen to be a lesbian, as we should. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a lesbian, <laughs> but you know, she was a good person and 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 fought for something. Um, but we should also call out the fact that these women instituted prohibition. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. And I don't. I like. I don't want to sound like Kavana, but I like beer. Um, or Kavanaugh. Or Kavanaugh. Or what's the name? <laughs> Ka- Kavanaugh. Don't you know people named Kavanaugh? It's a very common Irish name. No. Really? I've never heard that name in my life. Really? I know a ton of Kavanaugh's. I only know one guy, or I know two guys named Brett. Yeah. Um, I don't <coughs> like guys named Brett. But I, I just feel like that should be mentioned. Like, these people were somewhat fascist from the beginning. Well, I mean, you know, I, I it seems like an if you're going to say, like, if you're going to have affirmative action and you're going to be extremely egregious about it and say, like, here, you have to put these people in these high up positions. It seems to me you'd open it up to actually, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of cash reparations. I think it's just going to open up a huge can of worms of who gets it, where it comes from, what's being done with it. That doesn't make sense. But to do it, you know, to actually provide opportunities for minorities makes sense. I'd be in favor of uh, reparations. You would be? Cash reparations? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Why not? What, are we going to fucking invade another country? No, I, well, that's that's a waste of money. But I just think I always think giving cash to people is a really, is a really bad idea because uh, some people will use it for good and some people will not <laughs> use it for good versus, say, opportunities in college or education or just fixing public schools in bad areas yeah. or creating other opportunities, which are you know, going to set you up for life. Um, I always think of the lotto, the lottery winners, always <laughs> dead broke like a year later. Uh, I don't know. It just seems to me if you're going to push a very, very egregious example of affirmative action in your face, you might actually pick some groups that have hadn't really been oppressed <laughs> and can't get board seats, versus like you know a, a Harvard, you know Harvard a female gra- a female Harvard grad. <laughs> it's totally insane. It, it's. <laughs> just like i think we can all agree even if you think there's this this patriarchy and that uh you know women are are the most beaten down group on the planet yes which isn't true but no and i'm sure there is you know there are some problems obviously you cannot argue with a straight face that they've had it worse than uh native americans or or black people no so there was a story the last week two weeks ago no laws mandating that one of them be on a board Female, uh, female McDonald's workers were like organizing to fight sexual harassment and sexual assault in the workplace. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's where it probably that's where it sucks for women yeah. working, being being a migrant in in fast food. You probably get your tits grabbed every single day and your ass spanked and all sorts of shit going on. Who knows what's going on? Because you have no rights whatsoever. Right. Those are the people who need help. Not not the not the. Who was the woman who ran for president? Carly Carly, <laughs> I love her. Fiorina. She reminds me of every like aggressive businesswoman ever. <laughs> Like, this would be like horrible. If I saw that, I'd be like, "Can we hire a dude? We gotta hire a dude. We can't have that chick around her. She's gonna ruin everything." I totally forgot about her. She's gonna ruin. She just seems like the person who ruins every bit of fun ever. Like, even if you have like a dud dude like on your in your group, he's still not gonna like make you stop having fun. <laughs> she yeah. seems like the person. No, who'd be she like, was a t- uh, terrible shrew. But <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like. Oh, well, when a, a guy is aggressive, he's just a guy. And when a woman is, it's like, no. No, it's not that, that is not true. When a guy is aggressive, he's an annoying asshole. <laughs> yes. And when a woman acts like that, she's equally fucking annoying. Like, th- what are you talking about? You can't, I, just, you can't just say shit that's... There's okay. a weird dichotomy where women are trying to, like, be aggressive, uh, be aggressive, ambitious and aggressive, but still also, like, really concerned with fashion and style and makeup and things like that. I think that does provide a sort of weird view for men 
like when women are still trying to doll themselves up and yet still screaming at you. I, I, it's kind of like that's something men that like so if you if you don't <laughs> like it's still an odd thing right like you still have like her trying to like dress for so, not to be sexy but to look good and to look good and put makeup on and do her hair and then she's fucking yelling at you trying to get yeah. shit done at work i find that to be odd like i'd rather just have a plain uh, i wouldn't care if it's a man or a woman but when someone when one person's spending two hours getting ready and the other person's just slapping on clothes in, in a minute and a half and maybe shaving it's just there is that weird sort of like, you know, I think that's why when I see a woman in like a business suit. Yes. I I can't think of anything less attractive. Like <laughs> even if she's a, a beautiful woman. Yeah. I just look at her butt. Yeah. In that stupid suit. And like it just seems like the worst of all dudes. Yes. You know, honestly, I think that would work. Well, among other things that worked against Hillary Clinton, which is just that the way she just appeared was like the way every guy like just cringe cringe cringes well in her defense what was she supposed to do uh yes there was no way to make herself look good but i think being a little more casual would have served her a little well she looked like she was going to like always traveling somewhere important even when she i would have gone with just harlem globetrotters just warm up yes just just the, the red track white suits. and blue tracksuit. i would have gone with oversized oversized uh, sweatshirt and leggings <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt, let me ask you about uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan. These videos you've finally seen. Tiana, we got an email from Tiana. That sounds like a fake name. Is there anything more awesome than Lindsay Lohan trying to steal Arab kids on the streets of Moscow and getting punched in the face? So in a weird live stream, Instagram live stream video, uh, Lindsay Lohan has made like a weird comeback in a way I've never seen before from an out-of-work actress. I give her credit in the sense she hasn't gone like Rose McGowan. I don't even think of her as an actress anymore. It's, now. it's funny you say that. Now, I just think of her. She's a butt of jokes. She's been the butt of jokes for a long time. But her new guys now for the last year or two is that she's rescuing Syrian refugees. She's helping to save Syrian refugee families. I don't know how she fell into this. She had a boyfriend, of course, who was from Turkey. So she was in Turkey. She like lives in Greece. Or she something? lives in Greece. She had this. She got like another million dollars. Like people every now yeah, and then. I with her one. She's did you really? She's um. I'm not proud of it. She goes through this thing like where every couple of years she's broke, mostly from drug use and from not working, which will happen. And then someone comes along like from the third world and gives her a million dollars to do something. But aren't those trash ass skanks, like reality show type chicks like that, like? prized over there in the yeah well yeah Eastern well european she's not getting paris hilton dollars overseas paris hilton will get like 250 grand to do like you know like a qatar nightclub one night opening right uh lindsay will get like five grand <laughs> but she got so she sold her name in greece apparently she's letting the greek nightclub owner use her name lindsay lohan to open up nightclubs in greece <laughs> She's like the Wolfgang Puck. Of <laughs> yes, she is like she's Greece. the one oak. She's the one oak <laughs> of, of like low end Greek, Greek discos. But she got like a million bucks for that. For like a light, they can use her name like forever, like in any operation they want to in Greece, which Weird. is I, I kind of sad, kind of genius, I guess, for her. Because what else? Fuck, what does she care? I guess. It's kind of weird that people open up shops and stuff with your name on it, like overseas. But you know, she needs the cash, obviously. But anyhow, she got in with like. Somehow she got into like the Arab culture was her thing. Um, and so she started carrying a Koran around and she was wearing like the, not the, the headdress, the hijab and going to like refugee camps or photo ops. Was the Koran written in um, 
uh, would it be Arabic or English? I don't think was it was it a real translated. Quran. I think it was just like a, a like a People magazine with a Quran <laughs> with a Quran cover. <laughs> it's another thing. I mean, I think we can all agree she's she's not educated. She doesn't seem intelligent in any way, no. and she's never struck anybody as humanitarian. But you know, it, she's trying to turn you know trying to create an image at least, or maybe she's earnest. Who knows? It's really hard with dumb women, dumb people in general, to understand their motivations. Well, yeah. I mean, what if? You know, hypothetically, she is just very down with the with the cause of displaced Syrian. She might be. Refugees. She very much. Mo- I mean, with someone like Emma Watson, who's the UN World Ambassador for Women, or even Angelina Jolie, who's the also UN Ambassador for some shit, and they go do photo ops in Africa. You feel they have like a decent heart, but mostly this is a PR. This is part of their persona, their public persona. With Lindsay Lohan, you feel like you know, and those are smart. Those are smarter women. With Lindsay Lohan, you feel like she just may be. Uh, she just may be one of those AA people who's like actually trying to make amends and she doesn't really know what to do. And so she's helping Syrian refugees. She, uh, like I said, she, I, I'm not doubting that she's earnest about this because it's so hard with dumb people to understand what their motivations are. Because <laughs> sometimes dumb people are just earnest. They're just super earnest. And they're doing things that are beyond weird, but they're just in their head. They, they really are, you know, somewhat noble about what they're doing. But if, yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, I kind of think her head might be in the right place, but you showed me these videos this morning. She's, <laughs> so while she's while I was trying to sleep. She tracked, of course, she tracked that she tracked Syrian. Now she's tracked Syrian refugees to Europe uh, to see how their uh, the kids of these refugees are being used in child trafficking. Um, and by the way, when they say child trafficking, I never quite understand what they mean. I understand the sex part, like if they were like in Thailand or somewhere else, if they're stealing kids for like you know we, weird uh, illegal illicit sex toys for like foreign travelers i mean i understand at least understand the business aspect of that All right but when they're not doing that what is not is it like indiana jones and the temple of crusade and <laughs> the temple of doom where they're stealing kids to work in the mines like to well you got someone like me that i mean you you have like nine children i have not maybe i'd want to rent a kid just for just for a day, just to hang out, <laughs> like go to Chuck E. Cheese and shit. I understand selling kids for rape. Let's put it that way. I understand the economy behind that's that. That's not why I would want to. <laughs> no, no, but like, why? Like, what would someone do with a? If it wasn't ra- some sexual, you know, horrible sexual thing, what would someone want a nine-year-old child for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't that's, a, that's actually a good question. I, I need to work the farm to work the farm. I maybe mean, maybe to until they grow up. Into they're old enough to be raped. I don't know. Like slave, I mean, sla- if you want slave labor, you wouldn't want a kid because they're just not going to work very hard. I, I don't understand the child trafficking thing outside of the you know the kids being sold for sex, and that can't be a huge number. But I, I know it goes on. Um, so she tracked the family. She tracked this family with two kids onto the streets of Moscow, and you saw the video where she's trying to. Try so to I I saw the video, but I I guess I need to clarify. And Guys, you're going the wrong way. My car is here. They're trafficking children. I won't leave until I take you. Now I know who you are. Don't fuck with me. Hey, kids. This is the Arab. This is not Arab. You're ruining Arab culture by doing this. I'm like in shock right now. And they were trying to run to me, and I'm just like so scared. The, these were the kids' 
biological parents? Seemingly so. There's no way to know for sure. They were the caretakers of the kids, at least. So she was... It was a mother and father. It was a mother and father. uh, We have no reason to think it wasn't the kids' parents. Yeah, no reason to think the kids were kidnapped. They They knew the parents. The kids knew the parents. So she was... The adults. Essentially harassing the parents. I, I think and she, and was she was talking in a in a Arabic. bizarre dialect because she can't speak the language. As if that would help. Yes. You know, like if, if you don't if you don't speak uh, English and yes. someone says to you like, hey, Matt, uh, uh, well, you know, I, I think this will help. Like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is not going to do anything. Like she was just talking in this pseudo theatrical yes. Persian accent. <laughs> like where the, the whole the whole image of the ugly American where. They go to a foreign country, assume everyone speaks English, and when they don't speak any English, they just speak slower and louder. <laughs> like that's going to help. Right. Like, like like someone in Myanmar, like who doesn't speak English. If you speak slowly enough, they're going to know what like the words you're saying are. So she was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she was accosting this for for all I know. Yeah. Healthy family unit. Yeah. Well, they were on the street. They were they were on the street. Well, no, but I mean, yes. I'm not saying they yes. don't love each other. Yeah, like, they obviously are, you know, not I, I down in their ideal lo- circumstances. Yes, I think they they were sitting at a poker table for some reason. Or <laughs> some shit. They're probably they're, I assume they're always selling incense <laughs> <laughs> and uh, meatless sausage. And so you'll never hear me say this as much as we like to kid. I I never would really criticize someone's appearance. You you've really talking about the lady. The lady, <laughs> the mother, looked like Bernie Kosar. Yes, I mean, really a strong jaw. Yes, and um, so and and so Lindsay Lyon kept, from what I gleaned, she kept bothering them, and then the the giant, um, you know, the Ivan Drago of, yes. of the uh, Persian world punched her in the face. No, yeah, well, the guy, the woman did. So she was asking. There were kids there. And I think the underlying thing that wasn't mentioned was she thought the kids were being sold, being trafficked. And again, I don't know what that means. Well, it's very pres- presumptuous. Yeah. It? Well, I mean, I, she, someone told her probably the Syrian refugees are going to Moscow and other European capitals and the kids are being exploited. The kids are being sold or I don't know. Again, for what? Other than sex, I don't know for what. Well, but uh, she assumed the kid, the boys, there were two young boys. She assumed the boys were in trouble for some reason. And so she offered to give them a hotel room. The children in a hotel room for the night. Not the whole family, mind you. She kept saying, Do you, she was essentially trying to kidnap yes. the kids. Yes. She which was saying, is the whole premise that she supposedly... Uh, yes. As if you could be more creepy. I know it's a woman, but still, she's saying, I'll take your kids for the night and bring them to a hotel room. She's, she kept saying, do you, do you want to stay in the hotel? Yes. And, and they're like, you're creeping us the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Like, please leave. And how about, we all get a, how about we all get a hotel room? We'd be down for that. But why are you taking our kids away to a hotel? She goes... Upstairs here. I'll take you to the hotel upstairs. Like, just your children, not you. You can't come with us. Like, I'll take your nine-year-old upstairs to a hotel room, even from a woman. And she kept saying, I'm American. Like, again, that's like her, her passport. Yeah, because like, that'll go over well. <laughs> yes, yes. The Syrians love Americans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, American. Yeah, take the, ki- take the kids. Yeah, the reason we're out on the fucking street in the first place? <laughs> Thank you. And then when they started leaving, they started, hara- you know, realized they were being filmed. They, they started leave. They started moving. And then she followed him down the street yelling something about fuck Pakistan. And like, I don't know what they weren't. They seemed to be from Pakistan, but she was just yelling shit in Arabic. Then she threw like a couple of Russian words in there as if she was like a multilingual, like a skilled multilinguist. Uh, Wait, so didn't because, again, I was attempting to sleep, but uh, the the giant 
jawed woman yes. punched her, right? Yeah. So fi- well, she was tra- she was following them. She kept following them down the street, saying, "Give me your no, children." No, I'm not blaming the woman. And the woman turned around, socked her in the face, <laughs> <laughs> which is great because people don't punch each other enough anymore, and especially women, not in like an irrational like girl fight thing on World Star Hip Hop, but I mean actually like a real reason to protect your kids and punch somebody. No one does that anymore. No, it's pretty hard to get punched. Yes. You have to really earn it. Yes. And, Although she, and she certainly did. You wouldn't expect it from the woman necessarily to punch you. And I think as a woman... Well, that's a, I don't think women... That's I, a I, very I was, t- strong woman. I was thinking about this. I don't think women, when even when they harass people, expect to get punched. Like as a guy, you know, if you're like in a bar, any location, you're harassing somebody, you're kind of thinking, is this person going to punch me? But as a woman, I just get, I'm guessing reflexively, you don't think I'm about to be punched. Like someone's going to take a swing at me? That doesn't no, cross your that's, mind. That's, women behave as though that's not a possibility. <laughs> yes, yes. They, they do things that, that if you or I did, we would be punched immediately. And I'm assuming if you're in a Syrian refugee camp, a Syrian refugee, you're probably carrying some kind of weapon on you to protect yourself, like a knife of some kind, because you'd have to really to, to get by. So I don't w- Were they in a... Like, I don't understand. She, <laughs> were they in a... They're in camp. So they were in a camp. The refugees are in camp. The Syrian refugees are in camps, and they're being relocated, or and or illicitly relocating themselves by paying off, you know, transporters to take themselves to various European capitals, where at least they have some opportunity. They have some opportunity. I, I, again, I give her earnest points because I think in her head, she, what she thinks is she's saving children, and maybe and maybe those kids actually were being exploited. But I don't understand, like, so you know, celebrities are really bad at but everything. But we have, we have no reason to believe that. For so all they know, someone, she's someone told trying her. to kidnap the kid. I think someone told her that. It's not like she's traveling, like, gets off at Moscow Airport, like, starts walking around going, like, are your kids being sold? Your kids? I mean, I'm sure she has someone with her who's, like, pointing, yeah, there's her family. Yeah, that someone are must kids. have scouted the area. Yes, someone scouted the area. But it wasn't like a TV show or anything where they might have a film crew or security. Was or she filming it? Her, she was filming herself, herself? with her phone. So it wasn't like even Russian police were with her. She could have been ki- easily been killed, which would have been amazing. Yeah, she should have been killed. <laughs> she should have been shanked, at least been shanked in the side. But I don't, I don't think like, I think celebrities, as much as they always like do stupid shit, like where they get, they try to get involved in humanitarian crises or they go to like dangerous places. They're always really far away from the real danger. They'll go to Iraq like during the war, but they're really kind of far away from like the real actual danger. Yeah, uh, because they're fucking not that dumb, right? <laughs> they just don't. Want well, Sean Penn. Yes, he's different. He, yeah, he really got into the thick of it. He and was it, actually it, shoveling shit in Haiti. Yeah, and he was in uh, uh, New Orleans during Katrina. Yeah, and he actually literally has his hand in shit, cleaning out human feces. He's a stra- he's one of the strange dudes. But for Lindsay Lohan, she crossed that line where she could have actually been just murdered, and it was just like kind of shocking to see. Because she doesn't, she's completely untrained, she's completely unqualified, and she's immersing herself in like, she's one of those people like rich people goes into poor communities, <laughs> dangerous communities, and like confronts like drug dealers or something, and you're just surprised. They don't, the only reason they don't get killed is because they have a camera crew with them, and, right. the cam- and people are you know people aren't dumb enough to be sh- you know the killer on <laughs> killer on camera, <laughs> but these are like random Syrian refugees easily could have just fucking taken her out, put her in a trunk somewhere, and never heard from her again. Yeah, and her other big mistake, and this is some of the best advice I've I've read. Um, <clears throat> she, her mistake, she will be killed if she continues doing this. Oh, yes, for sure she will. Um, and I don't think she'll be remembered, venerated as the great humanitarian she believes she will be. It'll no. be the butt of, as the butt of jokes. It'll be fucking hilarious. Yes. But when you go in, when you don't belong, right, 
the the biggest mistake you can make is pretending that you do. Yeah. So doing that stupid accent, and I'm sure she was wearing some sort of hijab or whatever she was doing. No, just you you say you you signify that you're different, and at, at least that makes people respect you. Yeah. You know, you you don't pretend that you're one of them. No, you let yourself be seen as a jerk from the outside, and that gives you some level of protection of like oh that's some american celebrity jerk right so we can kind of laugh at them yeah. but when they're actually getting into your shit and trying to take your kids away from you <laughs> that's when you're gonna get that's when you're gonna get killed i mean i i wouldn't have like it's not that i would have not blamed the parents for doing that but she easily one of the people easily could have pulled out a knife and just stabbed her <laughs> right <laughs> because these are fucking syrian refugees who may or may not be selling their children for uh, sexual exploitation they're not, these are serious, somewhat serious downtrodden people. These are not like, this is not hanging around Hollywood. This yeah, these like are hardened, yes. hardened individuals. Yeah, just imagine getting from, Sy- first of all, getting into the Syrian refugee camp. Your village has been bombed out. You've lost everything. And now what it takes to get to Moscow from there, probably fucking hell. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've had to go uh, trek across, yes. um, uh, where do they cross it? They're Walking. Greece, Greece, and they walk. And... <coughs> or take boats and like fucking sewage filled boats. I mean, you've had a fucking terrible time of it. And it, I have no reason to, to to think that these people are guilty of selling their kid. Like w- if there's no proof, then yes. we can't just assume that they're selling their kid for sex. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they were just hanging out with their kid. Yes. And so she was a Christine. She's a Christine Blase Ford of uh, child sell child exploitation. accusations. <laughs> you're stressed out. You know, you. I, I, I wouldn't her. blame them for killing her. No, I wouldn't have either. It would. The most amazing thing I was thinking was if the kid had killed her, like the kid had been like, "No, women take try to take me away, take me in a hotel room and stabbed her." Like, <laughs> help me. Uh, it was amazing though. You're right. If she continues this, she is going to be. She's going to be. She's. There's like sort of bonus points for actually getting in the fucking muck, like sh- like you said, Sean Penn. But even you know Sean Penn meeting with El Chapo, like Sean Penn should have died when he met El Chapo, specifically because he gave away El Chapo's loca- location to the federales. Well, Sean no, P- Sean Penn was meeting with El Chapo because he thought El Chapo would fund a movie about yes. El Chapo where he played El Chapo. But anytime you meet with a mass murderer, there's a good chance you could be killed. You could be killed. I mean, El Chapo is not like it's not like meeting with the the head of a uh, you know a company. You're confronted head of a company in the United States. When you're driving into the jungle with the blindfold on to meet the head of a drug cartel, you could die. Yeah. You could easily you could easily be killed. They don't value your life like you think they like you think they might, and they're not scared of the police. That's true. So uh, and by the way, they give away their position. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you about anal rape. Uh, this is a topic you may be familiar with. I know you're not familiar with soccer. Do you follow soccer at all? No. Football? The beautiful sport or whatever the fuck they call it? I don't follow American or European football. But you've heard of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. The highest paid soccer player in the world. He makes 30, his salary is $30 million a year, which is on par with, uh, uh, you know, with LeBron or Steph Curry or any other top NBA star. Yeah, he's one of the most famous athletes in the world. He's a metrosexual, isn't he? Uh, metrosexual. <laughs> Are you outing him as a metrosexual? You mean bisexual or pansexual? Just metrosexual? He's a very handsome yeah, uh, fellow uh, who constantly has it, never has a shirt on, ever. Who is b- who is better, him or Messi? Ronaldo gets paid. Ronaldo's more of a star 
only because of his looks, I think, and the way he sells himself. And, and you know, he, obviously, he's in every single ad in Europe and, and, and Latin America. Mm. So he, Messi is also a big star. But Ronaldo, there's no star in, in the world of soccer that like Ronaldo. Um, he's, the, he's the LeBron James of soccer. But if you were like a soccer nerd... I don't. I'm not. I, w- I couldn't answer. I'm not. I'm not vegan. All right, They're both great players. Messi probably gets 25 million. He gets. He. he but Ronaldo is LeBron of soccer. Okay. He worldwide is no the most famous soccer player in the world. He gets paid more than anybody else. He beds more. Mo- he fucks more models. Uh, you know, he's in every single gossip mag. Well, LeBron know, doesn't fuck any models. No, he doesn't. He's kind of sad. He's kind of sad. Well, who's the NBA comparison then? NBA guys aren't as fun as they used to be. Magic back in his Kobe, day. Kobe. Uh, yeah, but Kobe was married like when he was 19. I don't know. There's no like uh, Ronaldo walk is like in every fucking GQ in Europe, like with his shirt off, like with women and models. I mean, he's, you know, and he's 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 been with, you know, the gossip columnist following him. He's on the TMZ of Europe every day. I mean, that James Harden do. fucks a lot of chicks, but he's wicked ugly. Yeah, and he fucked Khloe Kardashian, so I don't think that's yeah, really that's really disgusting. Oh Anyhow, so Ronaldo has been the latest guy to be hit with a a rape, a ra- uncorroborated, unsubstantiated rape charge, which seems to be very popular these days. So a woman claims, and again, this involves a non-disclosure agreement and money that didn't seem to have any legal impact whatsoever. So in 2009, he was partying in Vegas at one of the clubs in Vegas. There's photos of him with a chick all over each other on the dance floor. Of course, TMZ has photos of this. Um, uh, making out and dancing, all the shit like that. She goes back up to him to his hotel room, all consensual at this point. Um, then she claims... She claims she was changing her clothes in his room, as women will do. Strange women will do in your hotel room. <laughs> Just change their clothes, uh, which means she was naked. Uh, then apparently she claims he walked in, asked her to blow him. She said no, which doesn't make a lot of sense because there's a line of 8,000 women at the door to blow Ronaldo. Plus, she just went up to his hotel room with him to have sex. And then he th- at th- then proceeded to force her, throw her on the bed, and, and sodomize her anus. <laughs> sodomize her. Her Wait, why, how do you know that she this is her claim all right so i would say i'm I, I'm not saying i don't believe her but i'm now so when it's a he said she said yes. thing, right i just think if you go up to a guy's hotel room you know what that's about right yeah especially when you've been fooling around the dance floor um it's like he, he just met you a second ago you've been fucking around the dance floor and getting horny and getting really horny yeah, uh, but and he's Ronaldo, so he's picked you out of fifty girls to, to well, be that's with. <laughs> that, that you sound—I mean—that sounds ridiculous. Well, like, but I'm saying he, he, it wasn't like he picked you to talk about like politics. I mean, you you know why you're with why you're with him at a club. Well, maybe she's naive. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this the position you want to take, Matt? No. <laughs> defend defend the defend the lady. I mean, I, I appreciate the idea. Well, maybe she wanted to take it slow. You know, she thought um, they'd uh, see a movie. Yeah, go Netflix, out, Netflix, go and cuddle. Johnny Rockets, <laughs> Netflix and cuddle. <laughs> hotel room at two at two in the morning after being at the club. I don't know, but I mean, obviously, because a woman goes up to your hotel room, that does obviously doesn't mean that you're allowed to rape her. No, I, I think everyone agrees with that. The question is, how do you prove as a woman? That you were that you were raped. I mean, how do you how do you distinct once you've gone up to his room and you're naked, you're changing clothes in his hotel room for some reason, uh, and it's late at night. You've been fooling around, and sex is uh, clearly on the table. How do you? That's sort of like uh, uh, a video of you being assaulted, or say bruises all over your body, or some kind of physical evidence 
Uh, I mean, they do rape kits, obviously, but the rape kit will just show that he had sex with you. And well, who's the burden of proof on, I, I guess, is the question. Well, it's changed. So that's, a, that's an excellent question, Matt. So that's the Kavanaugh-era question, which is it's changed dramatically. So, you know, the old cliche about the 50s rape trial was like the girl asked for it. She's a loose girl. She drinks. Therefore, any, uh, any charge she makes about being raped has to be discounted because she's a slutty, a slutty chick. Mm-hmm. So slutty girls can't, you know, uh, can't be raped, essentially. That's 60 years ago. Now we've come because America cannot handle a nuanced, and <laughs> nuanced approach to any social issue. Everyone has to be on one extreme or the other. We've now come to the ish- era where, like, if a woman, uh, Hillary Clinton said, believe her, if a woman acu- says it was rape in the hotel room, even as they began sex and she wanted to stop it, like in the Russell Simmons case, she said, I blew him, but I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to have intercourse with him. He f- made me have intercourse with him. Uh, again, without witnesses. Well, Brett Ratner. Um, <laughs> is now the whole idea is you believe her. Like a woman's word. Like why would a woman come forward to accuse you of something if it didn't happen? And so the, p- the presumption is she is telling the truth, and now you must prove that she is lying. Yeah. Which is the exact same problem with, bur- with evidence, which is that there is no evidence that she's lying. You can't prove that you didn't force your dick in her ass <laughs> when you were naked in the hotel room together. Yeah, but you're, you're sort of making it <coughs> a jump because, yeah, so maybe she agreed to have sex with him. And as in the Kobe Bryant case, which is what I believe happened, you may have agreed to have sex with him, but you didn't want to um, have anal sex. Yes, he went for he went which for I would imagine as a woman are sort of two different things. Uh, yeah. Also, as a man, Matt. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you you should at least know the difference, <laughs> you should be aware of the differences. But yeah, I mean, I think it's you're you're right. It sounds more rapey. I mean, just sodomy. The word sodomy alone sounds rapey. We gotta get rid of that word. <laughs> yes, we, we do. We really do. But even the fact that he the fact that he banged her in the ass sounds more rapey. It sounds like something a woman would say no to, much more than just intercourse, regular in, re, regular intercourse, because. It's so first of all, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. So good, good, uh, good looking rich guys get away with a lot more because it's presumed that women want to have sex with them because they do because they because they do because they do. Yeah. I mean, there's a presume that women either know what's going on or they want it to happen or they're opportunistic because they're with the guy who makes, you know, 80 million dollars a year in income and he's extremely handsome and he's famous and a famous athlete. Um, So how do you prove rape from there? I don't know. But the burden is now on the guy and so what happened was uh she started she went to the police as you know matt and said she was uh, sexually assaulted but she would not <laughs> name name the name of the person who sexually assaulted her which must be a very odd police odd odd record for the police i'd kind of be like get out of my office <laughs> yes what are you doing here did you not see him oh no i saw him do you not know who he is oh no i i know who he is Hey, I'm not the one that was raped. <laughs> yes. So if you want to, you know, help out your own cause, <laughs> yes. potentially you should, you know. So you've told me everything except for the name of the guy who you absolutely positively know his name. <laughs> that would be kind of helpful. Uh, it seems as almost though that's the entire point of going. Yes. Into the station. Assuming you, assuming you know the guy, which assuming you, did, you know the guy, <laughs> which she did, but she did have the wherewithal to then. Uh, basically tell him she was going to take him down for raping her, at which point he wrote her an NDA. His attorneys wrote an NDA, which, as you know, you and I now know is completely useless. Uh, uh, and he paid her 300... Three, I don't know how they, how they decide on the rate. Like, Trump had his rate, and, and Weinstein had his rate. They all seem to be in the two to 
$300,000 range. Yes. I think it's like a million. Fuck off. Yes. Like they have like a table, like, oh, here's what Weinstein paid. Here's what, like they have a comp, like a comp table. Okay, here's what Trump pays. You're not worth the Trump, you're not worth the Stormy Daniels money, but we'll give you 270, we'll give you 275 or whatever, 375. I mean, I wonder if, because, you know, this was, the accusation was, as you said, the uh, anal rape. I wonder if that bumped up the rate a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, like a, like a kicker, like an anal kicker. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure that, that, it's probably true but so now you're saying like okay he paid her not to talk about it so it looks guilty but by the same token if you're a rich guy and some chicks going around saying you raped her you probably want to pay her just to shut up because why the hell you need you don't need that shit so you can get you can get money out of this because people say what do well, you get? <laughs> see i don't get why you you seem very sure that he didn't do it oh no i i think like everything i think maybe everything. you pay her because you're guilty of raping someone yeah it's possible but trump didn't rape stormy daniels he paid her for her services and then paid her more to shut up about it. Which is, she is, I was watching a porn video <laughs> the other day, full disclosure. Yes, accidentally. And she's now doing these, like, um, those annoying commercials that come on before that you skip immediately. Yes. She is gross. Yeah, she's really She's gross. like a two. Yeah, she's not attractive. And I, I can't believe, if you're going to pay someone for sex, you could have fucked a lot of really hot so you can fuck any porn star yes for uh, the right amount of money Th this not idiot even, not even that much money yes this fucking retard president yes. picked that yes. fucking slob yes D doesn't that of, of well he, did, he also did indicate. have sex with, he did have sex with Karen mcdougall too i'll give you who i've met it just is, go is absolutely fantastically stunning and gorgeous uh, she's a hot playboy. Well, player. I don't know that. She, uh, I was gonna say she has probably has a price, but yeah, she had a price and she got paid too. But what I'm what I'm saying is, it, sometimes when you're a rich guy, especially if you're married and you have sex with somebody, you pay them to shut up about it. So I'm not I'm not sure that's makes him maybe it makes him look guilty. I the sex the sex happened. She went up to his room. The sex happened. But my point is, you, no, and he's denying it, of course. There's no way to prove that he forced his dick in her ass versus her saying, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." I mean, how could you possibly prove that? So you pay her off because you don't want a, a woman like scorn, like going around to every TMZ forevermore talking about how you shoved your cock in her ass against her will. I mean, Kobe paid Kobe paid a lot of people. You know, legally, including, including his wife, including his wife. I was reading a study because you know um, the majority of this country is a uh, fucking retarded old white people. Yeah. assholes. Oh, white males. Yes. No, and women. It's something like forty percent of old people. They don't think that oral or anal sex is sex. Oh, it's sodomy, yes. They, they think only just... Um, Procre you know, procreative uh, sex. Right. So, I, I mean... That's a, a, Christ, that's a Christian, the, the, the religious view of it. Yeah, so I'm just saying in a court of law, like, I don't know if maybe they didn't have sex. Oh, no, they... Uh, well, this was anal. I mean, a lot of times you'll see stories... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people don't believe that... Oh, that it's real. That it was sex. It's a stupid point. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, it adds the ANO adds to the story because you get all the headlines like you know wrong, wrong, wrong hole, no goal. <laughs> um, so there's stories like that. But I just we I think the pendulum has again nobody can take a nuanced approach, which is okay. Maybe he did rape her. Maybe he did force her. Maybe he didn't. Everyone has to either believe her or believe. It used to be believe him was the standard. Now it's believe her. And, you know, I mean, so Christine Blase Ford has a huge number of holes in her accusations, uh, massive number of holes in her story, uh, including the fact she can't say where or when the, the, the assault happened. But the whole idea is you can't publicly 
if you if you question her, then you're questioning an accuser, uh, and you're you're drummed out of the whatever because you're looking as a if you're a guy and you especially if you're a guy you would say something like that. It's like oh great attack the sexual assault victim. Well, you know, that's changed 180 from the way it used to be when the guys got off in all the rapes. And now there's just really no there's really no defense for a guy if a woman accuses you of rape, especially if it's it's clear you were in the, you you had sex with her. Um, I don't know, Matt. It's kind of scary. I think it's kind of scary. She doesn't really have any any holes in her story. I mean, she, she had some <laughs> holes. She had some holes. <laughs> no, but but here's a and here's the thing that kills me, which is that she signed the NDA for three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. And now, just, I didn't understand this with Stormy Daniels, too, or, or Rose McGowan. You're allowed to talk about the fact that you had sex with the guy because you're trying to squat, you're trying to quash the NDA, you're trying to get out of the NDA, saying it's unfair to have the NDA now. So now you're allowed to tell everything you weren't allowed to tell when you signed the NDA under the guise of trying to get out of the, <laughs> legally trying to get out of the NDA. Like, Yeah, it's really bizarre. I mean, aren't there, so there's laws about, like, committing perjury right yes like if you go into court you swear to god or whatever and if you lie that's a crime so i I don't quite understand how signing this thing not under duress and i guess i'm not i wouldn't so much apply it to this woman because she's accusing an actual crime but stormy daniels was just a whore fucking a guy yeah and she took money to not talk if about you violate it. that i feel like you should probably face a penalty yeah no no i mean i suppose someone could sue her but who wants that who wants that process the only guy who ever figured this out in a uh, rich guy was mel gibson so when mel gibson like had that russian russian whore bride and he remember all the phone calls the angry phone calls to her about the kid and stuff like that yeah which he was fucking hilarious in by he the was, way That's some of his best work because anytime if if someone's recording you like yeah. the the ironic part to me is like oh my god mel gibson's a psycho do you think maybe he's pissed because the caliber of person he's dealing with is secretly recording him yes like you don't you don't think she acted like a cunt ever well so by the way matt something to think about before you take a russian a russian bride before you take a russian bride so oh yeah no i wouldn't <laughs> bad, bad idea but what he did was uh, i don't know if you remember he set up her hush, her nda payments as four uh, $250,000 payments over four years. And if she ever brought up even a, an illusion, a reference to what had gone on, it was, it was disqual- the rest of it was disqualified. So she actually went on Howard Stern, I think it was Howard Stern, about a year into this, made an illusion to like what life was like with Mel Gibson and talking about this thing. And his lawyers came out and said, all right, no more money for you. You don't get the last three payments. You broke the Good. NDA. <laughs> and I was like, he was the first guy I figured out. You don't do the lump sum deal. Once you give someone all the money, they have every reason in the world to break the deal. But when they break the deal, you should legally have to pay the money back. Yeah, you should. But wait, 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 is Trump going to fucking take on Stormy Daniels in an open lawsuit with depositions and shit? No, well, you're I fucked. I don't care about Trump, but I mean, Gibson, you know, Gibson, you're fu- I mean, but uh, he has some issues, obviously. Getting money back from a deal is almost impossible. So he was a smart guy, which is the four year payment system. She's out. Se- she's out seven hundred fifty thousand dollars because she did a stupid interview. What a fucking dumb bitch! <laughs> now, now, now you learn. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you about Lady Gaga fans. You're. I mean, you think you're one of the what the hell? Monster, little monsters. Why does she call those fucking people? Little I monsters. I, I. I think it sounds better than like sort of like troubled gay men and 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 girls who don't go to the prom uh her fans are known as being this very counter-cultural 
depressed, anxious group of <laughs> group of people who, of course, once they find a celebrity they love, they literally will kill themselves for her, which is kind of cre- kind of creepy. Um, I don't even know this. It's ironic, though, since she's like arguably the biggest pop star in the country. Yeah, she is. I don't, I don't get how you're going against the grain there. Her fans are like, I mean, you'll see if you ever see on Twitter battles, you'll see dumb fans of every artist like fighting with each other. Rap fans battle with each other and pop stars like Taylor Swift fans battle with Kanye or whatever that old fight is and stuff like that. Um, But her fans are notorious for actually like, you know, organizing online, just destroying people that dare to talk shit about her. I only noticed because I tweeted something about her and got like a thousand or two thousand angry and they're never written in any language you can understand. They're all acronyms and LOLs and you like unspelled words and stuff. And then like be 5,000 people just retweet, retweet it. So apparently the, the, the word around Hollywood is that Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga's A Star is Born, which you're going to see, uh, is opening this weekend along with uh, Venom. This is Venom, the uh, Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man. Don't quite understand. The trailer looked crappy. It just was a bunch of CGI of the yes. Venom. Yeah, Tom Hardy turning into Venom. And yeah, so is well, it doesn't matter. Is Spider is is Venom Spider Man? I don't know. Nah, Venom's in the Spider Man comics, but there's no Spider Man in this movie. It's just Venom, which I don't know how that works. But it's not. It's apparently got poor reviews. I don't care. I'm so sick of fucking Marvel movies. I just can't understand why. They, I know why they keep making them for money, but I mean, I just I cannot I get enthused about another Marvel movie. I thought Venom was Spider Man just wearing another outfit. But no, I, I, don't, I don't know. Comics, no, that was uh, Black Spider-Man. I think I don't know. Venom is like a he, he does Spider-Man battles him, but he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. who has been taken over by a bad presence because spiders have venom. Some. Yes. Do. I don't know. But I feel like Venom has like a snake tongue. Um, Venom is a snake, I think. I don't fucking I'd know. much rather see a star is born than Venom. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That says a lot about you. I don't want to see either of them. I mean, if Venom was, I guess... I said if I had to choose. If everyone was really, really good. So, apparently, Lady Gaga fans... Or the movie Star is Born is opening against Venom, so Lady Gaga fans have organized on the internet to write shitty things about Venom at every media outlet where they're possibly allowed and can infiltrate because they want Venom to suck, to die at the box office so more people like you, forced to choose, will go see a Star is Born. And actually, I think this actually goes... This, actually ha- this is not like an urban legend. This is actually going on. I think it actually has a fairly, can have a fairly profound, I mean, you're not talking about like 20 people, you're talking about like 20,000 people or 200,000 people doing this. Um, I mean, forget like the Russian election meddling where they have probably of Facebook ads. You could like 200,000 dedicated, like uh, screwed up, fucked up, diehard Gaga fans can create a lot of damage online, uh, even being unsophisticated. They can plug, they can plug every single IMDB and, Rotten Tomato user reviews, user reviews, everything. Would it really make a difference, though, if you wanted to see Venom? Like, uh, Probably you, not you really Venom. think it could affect a lot of numbers? Uh, I think not for Venom, but for Star is Born, probably more so. It could bump the numbers up. You know, everyone's always talking about how Rotten Tomatoes has too much power, but they're just doing an amalgamation of, of critics' reviews, and they do have too much power, by the way. But if people infiltrate 20, 30 top boards where movies are discussed, and they all write shitty reviews for one movie or positive reviews for another movie. You can definitely have, a, I think, a fairly big commercial impact. Um, I think this is just a sign of the hellhole we live in now, where sort of angry, uh, disenfranchised, uh, self-harming teenagers <laughs> can, can take over an actual legitimate, uh, uh, take down a legitimate commercial, op- commercial operation. 
such as a, a Marvel movie. Right. I mean, it's not going to it's not going to like cost them hundreds of millions of bucks or something like that, but it could have a signif- fairly significant impact. What was the movie? This happened again recently with uh, a super raunchy movie, and I'm I'm blanking on it. But when South Park the movie came out, Matt and Trey just they told everyone to buy tickets for another movie right. and just go into the South Park theater. Oh, really? Yeah, and then it it was. I, I wish we could look it up, but it was some fucking crappy ass movie. <laughs> Unexpectedly, it was like number one at the box office yes. for like two weeks. Oh, really? But the That's theaters funny. were totally empty. That's funny. Um, and it, it, that same thing happened again recently, but I'm, I'm spacing on it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you, it, did you have Movie Pass, by the way? No. Is that still around? I thought it like went under pretty fast. AMC is offering the same thing. It started basically. going under. I had it, and it was awesome. And like, I was talking to my friends, like, how is this a thing? And we were like, I don't know. And uh, it turns out they're just hemorrhaging money. Yes. Uh, so I, I canceled. Uh, I don't, th- th- people go to, I mean, movies, that I don't go to the movies, out to the movies that often anymore. Oh, your, your, your story maybe flashed back to a time when I lived uh, back east, I used, there was like a mom and pop theater before they all were finally destroyed by the mall theaters. Mm. And they had two screens and uh, it wasn't, the theater wasn't doing well. They were losing money. And so they converted one screen, these are side-by-side theaters, to porn. And oh. the next one over, they would show like date movies for like, you know, people like I was in my 20s on dates. And so I remember taking a girl to a movie there. I did more than once. It was like the local theater. And they would show like, you know, a rom-com or some sort of movie, a date night movie. But you could hear the bass and the sound coming through the wall from the porn <laughs> while you're watching the movie. Oh, I thought you were going to, which is what I would have done. I would have <laughs> accidentally. And I, Go I, on to the wrong I movie. I mean that in quotes. Yes. You know, showed up late and gone into the porn theater. Yeah, that doesn't work as well on dates as, as possible. Uh, but you would actually, well, you know, be like watching a quiet movie, like some uh, Italian rom-com, whatever like that, and it'd be like pounding beat and some lady screaming through the speakers that were coming through the wall. It was very dis- very disconcerting. It's, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like a problem. Did they go out of business shortly? Uh, I think they just went full porn and actually made some money. Oh. It was it was tough. It was like an old, it was literally like, literally like an old mom-pop senior couple and they weren't making enough money on the regular movies, and so they just converted. I grew up in the Bay Area, which is very porny. This was actually back in Vir- this was back in Virginia. I'll have you know. Oh, oh in the Bay Area, yeah, they had gay, uh, everything was gay porn. Those were the days of like when men had to go to actual theaters to see porn, and they'd always catch like one of those teachers. There'd always be raids, like the, the vice right, cops would raid right. the theater. They were called adult theaters. The O'Farrell brothers in San Francisco started. They made that movie with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez in san francisco and they actually had like you had to go to a theater to see porn there was no other way to get it so guys would go in trench coats and pay pay two bucks to get in and watch porn and, and jerk off in the th- jerk off in the theater then the cops once a month would raid it because it was disgusting and then it would always be like the teacher or the rabbi or <laughs> like the local pastor who were always arrested <laughs> it was always like your high school teacher the, the art teacher who was always caught up in the bust <laughs> Uh, which is sad because they just wanted to fucking get oh, off. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, yeah he, he, did was, too. he was just trying to enjoy a movie. Well, it, it, uh, when te- as technology advanced and home videos became available uh, for porn, the only people still going to the theaters were looking for hookups, I believe. Uh, Pee Wee Herman was like late 80s, I think, or early 90s. I think he was looking. I think guys who still went after like VCRs were invented were just looking for hook- were looking for hookups. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's like, I, I can beat off at home to porn, or I could go out to the theater where there's 10 other guys in trench coats sitting next to me also beating off. <laughs> that, that option only sounds intriguing to you if you're looking to 
maybe joint joint in. When's the last time you even saw a guy in a trench coat? If I see a dude in a trench coat, <laughs> my first thought is just he's yeah. gonna pull his dick out. <laughs> well, now in LA you don't see it very often. Back east, it's a little more a little more common in the rain. Not as Constant common, rain. not as much as it used to be. Though. No, no, I, I think it's I think it's kind of as they're kind of gone. Like out every time. '80s movie, that's a dude just wore a fucking super bizarre jacket. Yeah. Those, by the way, trench coats are over, like long, ja- those long jackets. They're really awesome, like in the cold. Yeah, they look cool. I thought about. I mean, I'm I'm pretty tall, so it it wouldn't. I I can't really get shit like that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, in theory, it looks kind of dope. It looks dope, and also it's really warm. I don't it, know if you got to be cool to pull it off though, because you're wearing a full like, like a three quarter length like f- like jacket. That's warm. Yeah. So, like, you know, you, when you wear a jacket in the cold, you know, you're from fucking Alaska, why am I telling you? But your legs get fucking cold and your crotch gets cold. But when you're wearing, like, an overcoat like that, like, a, my, I took my grandfather's camel hair coat from, like, the 30s or 40s. I think they don't kill the camels anymore for that. But <laughs> it was, it was like, you could wear it with, like, a T-shirt and jeans and be out in the, in the winter. It was just amazing because it was so warm. Well, I, th- I mean, I agree with you, but I think... Like I'm a, always of the opinion, as long as your feet are warm and you have like a hat and gloves, yes, you can pretty much just be chilling in in uh, you know like a Simpsons t-shirt and boxer shorts. Did you learn that in survival class? You got to keep your head warm. <laughs> you always keep your head and feet warm. That's all I remember from survival class. Well, you have to. Your hands are are the worst. I I, I went back for a friend's uh, funeral, and uh, obviously now I don't own all the same gear, and uh, so someone gave me a hat, obviously, but I didn't have any gloves, and just from reaching in and out of my pocket, yeah, my hand was burnt <laughs> for, for like yes. a year for how cold it was. Yeah, literally the yeah. whole outside of my hand looked like a like scar tissue. I remember the outdoor ad training we had where the guy told us like. If you were like naked in the in the cold out in the wo- you know the woods and you could have one piece of clothing, what would you have? And it was like, oh, here's a big surprise reveal: a hat, like a you know a ski hat or whatever. Yeah, you because you lose your all your well, no, no, because that's what you would do, because you lose like sixty percent of your body heat through your head. Yeah. So, but I, now looking back on it, I think you just want all the kids to be naked in the outdoor class. They showed us a video in the uh, must have been third grade of. Um, <coughs> rescuing so they're like here's what you do if your friend falls into uh freezing water and they're like well i don't, I don't know alaska training i don't class. know if we need to know this yeah and so you form like a human chain yes and then they showed the guys getting and these were actors poor bad actors and they said well then take all your clothes oh, off the body heat and cuddle together no. and so of course we no. were just fucking you know yes. dying laughing yes. and the teacher's like it's not funny i'm like and looking back I'm like by the way how is it not funny you fucking idiot um but then uh in like the eighth grade me and a couple friends uh got real hammered and um we saw this frozen pond so yeah. we started like doing drop kicks onto it and shit yes. trying to break it yes and uh one of my friends fell in and i was like i remember that video from the third grade so I was like, guys, we form a human chain. Did you? Yeah. On your, you got to lay down, too. You can't be standing, right? No, you get on your belly. Yeah. So, you're like so, long, so someone you're grabbed my uh, ankles, and I, I grabbed the dude and yeah. pulled him out. But we didn't get naked and cuddle after that. No. We I remember the la- use a like, ladder or a boat, right? You use a ladder or a boat to go on the ice because it's got a flat bottom. 
So it distributes your weight across the ice. What's the whole idea? I never heard that. I remember that from lifeguard training. I don't know why. I was in California. <laughs> we had no ice. If there's any doubt that the ice could break, just, just don't go on it. No. But like you would find like a, a dinghy or a boat, like a boat, and you could push that out. Because A, if it ice crack, you're in a boat. But also the weight distributes along the bottom. They said a ladder was a backup. Like you use a ladder. Mm. I didn't understand. I, I was in California. There was no ice. I never got to experience this. Well, that's why everyone thinks it's a really cool stunt to uh, ride a snow ma- uh, snowmobile. We call it a snow machine, but you know, a snowmobile across acr- the ice? across the no across the uh, the water. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because the track is spinning, so yes. as long as you don't let off the throttle, you'll keep going. You're good. Just like a boat. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds dangerous. How how close would you have to be to somebody? I mean, how close emotionally to actually uh, get naked and cuddle their their, their body warmth. Oh, this is one of my best friends, and um, I I got hypothermia just from being in the water, yes. not submerged, yeah. but uh, touching the water. <laughs> and so we went back to my friend's house, and uh, I took like a half hour shower, and I could barely get my hands. I don't like it. We I had my one this of my guy was an Eskimo though, so he probably had higher right. tolerance for the. You assume so because he's Eskimo. My friend's dad was like an eagle, the, the ultimate eagle scout. So anytime there was a, a, a hint of a natural disaster, he'd make us go like out and do sandbags and shit like that in the freezing cold water i never understood that like he would find he would like take us to natural disaster sites to to help out like with the you know when they <laughs> marshal the uh the, the guard you know the national guard yeah we got he'd always find take us to the local national i was like 12 right 11 or 12 i remember being human like roped to other people to sandbag shit in the, like for floods and stuff I'm like you know i don't know i don't want to hang out with you anymore <laughs> this is like i'd rather play video games this is like yeah, kind of fun but like we almost and we, i just look back and like we could have easily died really very easily because it was like water up to your chest like cold water up to your chest you have to be roped off so you didn't float away i'm like i don't know we're saving homes it's kind of like really just let the homes let the homes go like i'm yeah, 12 sounds pretty gnarly yeah it wasn't that wasn't fun did you ever go to that uh where was it in a uh, wine country up north uh uh uh, uh, uh santa it's a real shit town in wine country Sonoma? Uh, yeah, Sonoma. There's like this uh, hiking trail, but there's a mental hospital there. Oh, Sonoma State, yeah. And it's the Napa most State. Frightening, frightening thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they used to house, you know, we always talk about the homeless and the crazy people in the street. They used to house them in hospitals. They called them hospitals. They weren't really hospitals. They were places where they just drug, kept them drugged all the time. I got a real like pet cemetery vibe <laughs> off that shit. I mean, imagine, so there used to be like in these hospitals... There was like a thousand uh, schizophrenics, right, or bipolar schizophrenics, and they just gave them Thorazine every day, right? So they were just like zombies, but they were not dangerous. Um, and then at some point in the uh, 80s, they decided to let them all out because it was really inhumane for one. You know, ACLU came in and said that you can't just keep people locked away for life because they're, they have mental illness, which seemed like a good argument. At the same point, they didn't have really any answer of where they would go to where they would go next. So they've all sort of just migrated to the streets. And so now you see people talking to themselves at bus stops and hanging out and they self-medicate with drugs and stuff like that. But it was like, it was a, it seemed like a good idea when they, I remember when they shut the places down. It's like, yes, I mean, you can't just keep people locked up and drugged up because they have, they're schizophrenic. Right. But then what do you do? The, the parents didn't want them. The families didn't want them. They couldn't maintain them. And so they just ended up on the street. Well, um, and I, I mean, I guess if you look at all the super fun sites that are still around, you know, just leaching, you know, uh, uh, untold uh, carcinogens into the water. <laughs> but the way the U.S. works is so they shut it down, but there's still like 
like writing on the wall that's like i will kill everyone yes and like mat like dirty mattresses how long ago was that <laughs> there's st it's still there yes i went into the building yes. as like a dare to myself yeah i would go in there dude no i i forgot the point of this but it's the scariest thing i've ever seen if, if you ever go to sonoma like yes that that is a frightening thing to it, it reminds you of every like at all when i th think about it i always think about the freddy krueger when they talk about freddy krueger yes. from, yeah, yeah. which is that his mom his mom was in a mental institution was raped by a, was a nurse and she was raped by a thousand cr uh, uh, lunatics yeah which scientifically <laughs> i don't see how they all like they combine their semen that's not i know it's like the kavanaugh train the kavanaugh <laughs> gang right train but like a thousand lunatics right was raped she was a nun right she was a nun who was raped by a thousand uh, uh, madmen uh, but I always think about that because that's exactly where that would have happened. <laughs> that's like that's like that that hospital is exactly where a thousand guys would have raped a nun <laughs> and produced Freddy produced Freddy Krueger. And was I the only one that noticed it? Because there's like you know nice families with their strollers, but there's like the most frightening yeah. thing you've ever seen. It literally just sitting there. It literally held like it didn't happen. A thousand just ab abnormally crazy men and some <laughs> in there for decades just like either medicated and or just like fucking like just like you know like science of lambs with the guy throwing his splooge around and stuff like that yeah just those guys just all day long just throwing their cum around you know what i think i think the the ones that you know after they abolish i think they still live in the nearby hills probably probably i mean that's the, i mean that's just it's a tough issue to deal with but like we just so we no longer lock up we no longer incarcerate the mentally ill yet we still haven't found a place to to put them to deal with them so like like you know dying on the dying on the streets i'm not sure it's any better well that was uplift that was uplifting man. yeah sorry about that <laughs> <laughs>
there's no like clamoring anymore. Like I think during the Obama years, probably people said, "I'll see, Bu- I'll see a movie about Bush being corrupt or Bush doing this." But now that Trump has been in office for two years, I think everything that came before is kind of like lost. There's no, there's no interest in any of it because he's so massively consumed all media attention. But I, I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, even the Cheney thing, like everyone was saying, you know, Bush, uh, W. Bush was the worst president in history, which is probably true, but not compared to Trump. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's no like. So Bush was, you know, for all his flaws, was a very likable guy. And so I think people even, agree, especially as an ex-president, people really like Bush. He's got like 85% approval rate or whatever, for whatever reason. He's just a, he was always seen as a dumb cluck, but yeah. he was always likable, right? And somehow people like this family. I don't really understand that, but they, you know, they love George. The old guys jumping out of planes. The mom died. They love the mom. The whole Bush family is just lovable, whatever. And he, actually, he may have been the most lovable because he was really the dumbest. <laughs> so he was the least insidious because he didn't really know what he was doing. <laughs> So he just, yeah, seemed, he just seemed like a guy who was a baseball. Well, he had no authority or power or anything. No, and he wanted to be like a baseball owner, which he was. And then he got sort of asked to run for president and said, okay, and like became president and didn't care that much about it. Um, but he seemed like a guy that would, you know, you'd actually want to have a beer with. They always asked about having a beer with. Um, but Cheney was a big story, too. But I just don't know, like, is anybody asking to see? So the last three or four Bush movies, nobody's actually seen. They didn't do any box office. No one seems to care. I think this is like a... A Hollywood thing, like there's still. I didn't know there were, there were Bush. Yeah, there was a a Rob Reiner movie, Shock and Awe, came out like six months ago or nine months ago. I think it went straight to DVD or straight to uh, digital download. There was just no, the theater owners just didn't want it. I'm sure it was actually probably a pretty good movie, but it's like how many guys can you see doing Bush? And doesn't don't they all look like SNL skits after a while when everyone's doing like, uh, change like Christian Bale? If you see in the in the thing is like. Yeah, he looks a lot like Cheney. He's doing a good Cheney impersonation, but it looks like a Cheney impersonation. Yeah, I I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm picturing uh, Christian Bale and I'm picturing Dick Cheney. Yes, and so it's got to be a lot of very noticeable, aggressive makeup. Yes, to get there. Yes, and the the the, the sneering, the thing with the, like the lip the lip curl thing Cheney did. Let me ask you this: Are you going to see the Dick Cheney movie, or is it just going to be? I know you hate Dick Cheney. Obviously, you despise Dick Cheney. But are you yeah, willing if I to pay had to kill one person? It, it would really interesting. But w- are you willing to pay fifth, thirteen bucks to go to the movie to see Christian Bale do a Dick Cheney impersonation and Sam Rockwell do a Bush impersonation? Well, see, if I'm going solo, yeah. I don't pay to go to movies. Really? No, I pretend I'm looking for something and then I walk in. Oh, I thought um, you don't knock in the back door and pay <laughs> the guy. Oh, we used to do that in high school. I might see it. I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it, but yeah, I think it's just it's so distracting. It's like a high budget Saturday Night, Night Live. Like it's an improv sketch. You're looking at. It's just so hard to forget about that. You're you're watching Christian Bale play Dick Cheney. Like yes. I I couldn't get into the movie. I would just be looking at at Christian Bale's bald cap the the entire time. Why why would they even why would they not just hire like a, a bald older actor fat actor to do play the role? That's what I don't know. Like, if you're really serious. Richard Dreyfuss, man. Yeah, well, he, he always plays. A, <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss played, like, the Republican, bald Republican guy, like, in three <laughs> or four movies. <laughs> but why not hire an actor who actually has the character, physical characteristics of Dick Cheney to play Dick Cheney versus hiring, uh, you know, Batman to morph himself, to put on 50 pounds and morph himself into Dick Cheney. He does. They showed him in a top. He's topless in a couple scenes. They did that just to show how fat he got, you know. So he put on, like, 50 pounds for the role. And it just becomes like a giant acting class, right, at some point. Yeah, it, it it makes no sense. Um, 
I I doubt I doubt that it's terrible, yes. and I, I doubt that it's great. I'm, I'm sure it's just sort of a middle of the road. You, like you know what you're in for, right? And also, is it really going to expose some things you didn't know about Dick Cheney? Like it's going to hit all the, it's going to hit all the story points you know about Dick Cheney. He's going to shoot the guy with a gun. He's going to launch. He's going to falsely find you know weapons of mass destruction. Launch the war. He's going to do all the Dick Cheney stuff, like this, the pro forma Dick Cheney bad stuff. I mean, I guess the most interesting thing about Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney Illuminati. Uh, I love the word Illuminati. Sorry, the uh, the only it's like it's like sodomy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when you say Illuminati, it sounds kind of bogus, except for when you're referring to Dick Cheney. You sound like Polly Shore doing like a YouTube video late (laughs) night, (laughs) exposing the great conspiracy of some kind. Uh, Well, I mean, Dick Cheney is is, he's in he's in uh, conspiracy. I thought free is that the same as the Freemasons? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's part of the, he. He's a you know he's a Bohemian Grove guy. He's a rich. He's a rich. See a rich uh, white old school Christian CEO who's involved probably with a lot of sh- extremely shady organizations. Yeah, well, he say? started a war to invest to 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 grant no bid contracts for his own company. Right. I'm that, saying is the only cool thing about him is that he's from Wyoming. Oh yeah. You don't meet that many guys from Wyoming. No. And he was like, uh, he actually is, uh, has like some ranching background, where he actually did some sort of like real work ranching work. Um, but yeah, but you're not. It's not like a, the, who, the only people that are going to see this movie. The only people that see these Bush movies, as far as I can tell, are people that hated Bush and go see the movies to go see like, you know, how stupid and corrupt they were. But that seems like a very small audience who will especially do that at the theater. Like who will go to the theater to do that. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like this isn't like Fahrenheit. This isn't like a Mike uh, a Michael uh, what's his name Moore movie. Yeah, where they're exposing some documentary stuff. This is just a put on of like, okay, Dick Cheney was sinister and did all this shit, and here's Christian Bale playing him with all this makeup on. It seems kind of dumb, and I also wonder if like if he really gained the weight for this role. Like, remember when uh, De Niro, right, for Untouchables. That was the first time I remember. He put on 50 pounds and then how fat, because he wanted to be fat like Al Capone. So, do you think he might just be seeking out roles in which he can become fat already? Uh, Or, no, do you ever see The Mechanic? Yeah. Where he lost all that weight? He was emaciated. And The Boxer. Uh, Yeah, that one too. Yeah, no, he's he's a. um, The actor, the great actors believe that they should actually put themselves through physical torture to play roles. It's sort of like their sign of like. Of commitment to the to the craft, <laughs> so I mean it's uh, it, or like Amy Adams uh, was just in that uh, Sharp Objects uh, series on HBO, mm-hmm. where she looked she was covered in scars and looked horrible and was kind of dumpy in the in the in the waist area and hip area. She obviously put weight on because she was in her underwear a lot in the show. That's seen as like a great acting craft thing. Is like you're a very attractive person, but you're gonna make yourself look very unattractive for the role. Right. Well, I get if you're Christian Bale in the boxer playing, you know, a crackhead or, uh, you know, if you're playing a Holocaust uh, victim or something like that. But you see you do see movies where they're like, well, this guy lost a lot of weight or gained a lot of weight for this movie. It's like, well, that really has nothing to do with the character. (laughs) Uh, This person just wants to do this thing. Charlie Theron was just in that movie recently uh, called Tully. I think it was Tully where she plays like an overworked uh, mom and she put on clearly put on weight because she's like. And, you know, half naked in the movie, and her, she looked horrible. It's just a sign of like I'm a pretty person, and look, I'm gonna make myself. Ro- uh, Robin Wright's uh, pen, Robin, whatever she goes by now, was the first one to do that. I remember, where she said she was tired of playing pretty roles, and so she played roles where they would disfigure her f- her nose and her face, 
So she looked less attractive in the movies because she didn't want to be the, her, her attractiveness to distract from her performance. That's <laughs> just that's just why I hate actors. That's why I hate actors, Matt. Like you're hot, okay? Just deal with the suffering. Deal with the suffering of being an attractive woman in Hollywood. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fucking horrible. Yeah, Theron. Did, oh, she also did that when she played the Furious, the serial killer monster. Yeah, the remember War, War a good movie by the way. This really made me laugh. I don't know why. I think it's funnier than anyone else. But <clears throat> like five years ago, um, maybe like eight years ago, Luke Wilson, the actor, yes. did these series of commercials for um, Sprint or Verizon. I think it okay. was. And he was just inexplicably fat. Yes. And uh, my he friend did get really fat. Yeah, he got real fat. Yes. My friend goes, "Do you think he gained the weight for this <laughs> commercial <laughs> to look more relatable?" You mean? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. All right, Matt. It's time for our final segment today: pennies in a bunch, which is only be had uh, had. No one else can actually hear this. This will be going when it goes to Smithsonian, maybe. But nobody else can hear it unless they're on patreon.com slash earth for pennies at a bunch segment. So go there now and listen to this amazing shit about J.K. Rowling. Uh, I can't tell if J.K. Rowling is attractive or not for an older lady. I'm still trying to figure it out. I've never seen she's her. A twi- she's, a twi- she's a tweener. Matt, you have somebody you wish to pimp and promote this week for the show? No. Nothing at all? I'm going to go take a nap. Gonna take some more night. Take like four NyQuil. You'll sleep for a long time. I don't think that's like a good idea during the day, do you? Uh, no. A NyQuil and coffee, though, I would do. But not sleeping isn't healthy either. No, but you should try not sleep during the day because then you'll be up all night. So you should well, try to make it till, till the sun goes down. That's what's it's early. You only have six, <laughs> you only have six hours to go. I can get two hours in and go about my you day. You could go see A Star is Born right now and to waste, to waste some time. Uh, go sneak into shit. a star. What did I? I had some kind of. Just say I'm just going. I'm going to try to find my gay friend in the theater. Uh, can I go look in there for a second? <laughs> I, at least I could sleep during the movie. All right, this is Lex. Last night, talk to you next week. Let me poop. Let me poop. Can't hold it in anymore. Let me poop. Let me poop. I should have closed the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the poop come out. The smell never bothered me anyway.